Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 3 of 7 podcast. That was easy. What I, was? I, the, I hope everyone that's listening to this podcast got to see the brutality mm. of uh, what went down this morning between me and Sarah. Ooh. Sarah, move, adjust that mic. Move it to like about right here. There you go. Don't be good? scared of that we thing. <laughs> Don't be scared of that thing. Um, yeah, so, all right, first of all, today's show, we have a special guest for you guys. Sarah, I've been wanting to know how to pronounce your last name for about the last month and a half now, so... I was going to actually tell you yesterday, I was like, no, nah, we're going to wait for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pronounced Duro, like thorough. Duro, that's yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. That's easy, man. I've had a lot of crazy things like at competitions. People would call me up and be like, Sarah, do rough. And yeah. I'm like, mm, um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds better? so much better. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's good, but it's probably better. There you go. So are, are your earphones too loud? No, they're good. Okay, sweet. Um, all right, Sarah Duro. That's much easier than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not too crazy. Uh, so Sarah's our special guest this morning. She flew all the way from Virginia mm-hmm. to North Georgia to go head-to-head with me in a, a show enough battle this morning. She She beat me. Straight up beat me. And I just first, know. That, well, you can go. Go ahead. I said, I just want to know what I win. You said winner gets all. What's all? Look, <laughs> that's the thing. It For me, it is the fact that now, Sarah, I don't know if this means much to you, but if, if I would have won and, and I would have been able to say, man, I beat a level 10 gymnast <laughs> at, at a head-to-head competition, that's some bragging rights right there. I mean, I think I would have put that in my Instagram bio. In the bio. Wow. I really think so. I think it, I may even put, might have even added it to our website or something. <laughs> I mean, that's that would have been legit. Unfortunately, I can't say that because I lost this morning. So now you, Sarah, you have bragging rights from now until I, hopefully one day I get another shot to beat you. From now until then, you can say, I'm Sarah, and I crushed a Navy SEAL ultra runner at his home gym. I freaking <laughs> crushed him, man. I'll take it. And you guys are feeding me, so. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good bragging rights. Well, I figured she was going to win when she come down to hang out and compete against a Navy SEAL wizard hermit and didn't even know him. Backwoods Navy SEAL wizard hermit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you come down to meet somebody like that and you don't know him, you go ahead and know you're going to win. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty nervous. I wasn't nervous, but I didn't know how it was going to play out. I mean, that first round, it was a, it was embarrassing for me. <laughs> The first round was freaking slap embarrassing. So the way this worked, guys, uh, we took Sarah sent me 
her three strengths in the gym. By the way, Sarah is a gymnast. She's just a freaking all-around beast. She's a coach. Um, she She's just, this is what she does, man. She's just a freaking beast. If you go see her stuff, go see how she can get out of a swimming pool. Blake told y'all to go watch that <laughs> video the other day. It's unbelievable the control that she has over her body. Like, just her, the, her muscles are just so freaking strong. <clears throat> but, yeah, anyways, we took her three strengths. I submitted three strengths of mine. Sarah's was L-sit, mm-hmm. dips, Yep. and what was the other one? And then the toes to bar leg lifts. Yep, leg lifts, toes to bar, yep. So that was her three that she submitted. I, oh, did. I still haven't even heard yours. What are yours? Mine was running uh, lower body, squat, deadlift, lunge, whatever, mm-hmm. and lower, okay, running lower body, and assault bike. Mm, yeah, I specifically cool. called that one out as one of my strengths. Um, so we basically took those. We handed them off to Jeff Holloway, the owner of CrossFit Rome. And I was like, all right, Jeff, I want you to write us a workout that w- that's going to challenge us, but also challenge us fairly, right? Because, I mean, you, we could have tailored our, our uh, fitness is so it's almost polar opposite. Totally. It really Definitely. is. So you could have tailored it one way or the other. And I think Jeff did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. That was so good. Mm-hmm. He put like all mine first, then all your second, and then we combined it in the third round. Really the third round could have went either way. Mm-hmm. Uh my so the first round was a freaking clown show. I <laughs> I looked ridiculous. I, I haven't even went back and watched the video. But um it was uh what was it? So it was L sits. Yeah, we had like the leg lifts first. Yep. And then dips. And then we had a bear crawl all the way to do the L hold. Yep. And then bear crawl back. And then we had four rounds. So I couldn't even do the L hold. I, I was doing one second. You got your legs up though. I, yeah. I mean, I was doing 10 single reps on the L hold. That's probably where the time came in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chad was doing those things like when you put one hand on each side of the counter and you and you swing your legs, you hold yourself up <laughs> oh, and swing yeah, your yeah. legs. Oh yeah. That that's all I, I mean, my core uh, uh, quite obviously, you guys got to really see the where I'm weak um today. And the best thing about that that whole round, that whole first round was that at the end Jeff was like cheering me on, like, all right, man, all right, just bear crawl and, and touch the rack and you're done. I bear crawled, touched the rack, and I'm like, no, Jeff, I have a whole nother round left. <laughs> He's like, never mind, never mind, you got this. Yes. You freaking lapped me. You lapped me on that round. All right. So the second round, I got a little redemption, but you know, I, I was a little bit nervous on that second round because the second round was a 200, no, a 20 calorie assault bike. Um, I wanted to die on that one. <laughs> yeah, the assault bike. I, I was, was going to throw up. <laughs> that's what got me through that round. That's what allowed me to win that round. A lunge to a 24 inch box, a weighted walking lunge, and then burpee 
box jump overs, eight of those. Then you pick your weight back up and lunge back to the assault bike. That was four rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all these were four rounds. So, like, you know, after the first round, you're like, I want to be done. And you're like, I got three more rounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that. So, I started... You, I, 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 I could get you on the assault bike pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, then on the lunge, I would be, I would be like, I would get my lunging done. I would get to my box and start my burpees and you would just be getting off the assault bike. But by time I was done with my burpees, you <laughs> were back neck and neck with me. And I was like, holy smokes, man, I'm back. I'm about to lose this round, and this is my round. Like, it was supposed to be a no-brainer. That round was supposed to be a no-brainer, just like the first round was for mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? But I was stressing. I ended up pulling it off. Yeah. Pulled off the win by maybe uh, maybe 30 seconds. It wasn't much. Uh -uh. So you kept pulling on me on the burpee box jump overs, and then the, I wasn't watching you lunge. I don't know how fast you were lunging. Hope you were maintaining your form on those lunges. I had to like, I would like step together and then lunge sometimes. But I mean, I I didn't like walk or anything. Protecting your lower back. No, I was just my legs were not working. Okay. Oh, if you guys didn't know, I'm mostly like, <clears throat> I like to train upper body a lot, and Chad's definitely more lower body. So my legs, oh, they were they were pretty done. Yeah. Well, I think your legs are actually bigger than mine. <laughs> I still train them, but just, like, they're not as strong as my yeah. upper body. So we get through that round. I get a I get a little taste of victory. We move into the third round. Winner takes all. At this point, me and Sarah are one for one. And the third round, we each get to contribute to it, right? So we had, what was the third round? The third round was we... 200-meter we run. Okay, yeah, it was the run, and then we had to go into the gym and then do, like... We had to lay on our stomachs and do, like... I don't know what it was called, but it was, like, you crawl up into a handstand on the wall. A wall walk. Yeah, a wall walk, and then yeah. you come back down. So we had that, and then we had pull-ups, and then we had to do rowing. Yep. And so that could have really went... That could have went either way, but... I think where what what hit me on that was the run. Of course, freaking Noah looks at me and he says, "Dang, Chad, it's a little early to be busting out the the ultra shuffle." <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was gonna be able to crush you on the run, but your running was good, and my core was so tired <laughs> from the first round that it was hard for me to run good. Because my core was just exhausted from doing those movements I wasn't used to. So we're, we're running, we're running a, probably about even on speed, right? But we get in and then we start the wall walks and I hear somebody yell, Oh man, you better hurry up, Chad. Sarah's done found another gear. <laughs> so she pulls on me on the wall walks. I think I almost catch up with her on the pull-ups, eight pull-ups, and then we get to the rower, and I'm like, surely I can beat her on the rower because I'm longer than you are. <laughs> I can get a lot more length out of a pull. That is true. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, so I thought, oh, and I, I, can, I can get her here. No, uh-uh. 
Not oh, even good. Not even close. I don't I'm still have not figured out how you I don't were know. beating me so bad on that dang road. I rower. was in some type of zone. I didn't even hear anything that you're talking about right now. I just I was in a zone. Oh, tomorrow when you leave, I'm watching some YouTube videos and figuring out how to row better. Or yeah. you could just watch the Instagram live video and watch her. True. I don't even exactly see how I she mean, did it. <laughs> I've rowed before, but I've never really been taught. But in the beginning, he kind of like showed me form and said it was good. So I guess I just naturally know how to row somehow. But I mostly use my arms because, like I said, my arms are pretty much stronger. Yeah. Well, it's in your last name, too. Duro. Duro. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, I don't get it. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, but like I was saying with the arms, because we had to run right after we finished rowing, and I saved my legs for the run and then used my arms more on the row. Well, the row was actually my pick. It was my pick, mm-hmm. and and I just blew it out, man. <laughs> I just blew it. <laughs> I mean. You still did good, though. <laughs> she pulled away so far on that last round. The 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 last winner takes all round. By the third round, she was pulled so far. I knew there was no way I was going to catch her. I mean, I still held the standard and put out. I didn't quit. Yeah, you didn't quit. But <laughs> but I knew it was over. <laughs> um, the weirdest feeling is like running so slow and doing some movements pretty slow, but you feel like you're dying, but you're moving so slow. I was like. This is just a weird feeling. Yeah. So Perry Major sent me a message earlier, and I thought it was funny. (laughs) Oh, of course it's funny if Perry sent it. Perry said, way to lay it out today, my man. That gymnast was like playing with fire. (laughs) Hey, I got burnt. I got burnt today. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, that was was freaking awesome, Sarah. I, I mean, it took a lot of courage for you to just come out here and do that i commend you for that thank you and then you know for me i mean i'm a fit dude this is what i do i train i run i do this stuff dang near full time and uh you know you got you got credibility in my mind so from me like you got my respect after after that this morning and um I would encourage any of you guys that are listening to this to like, don't be afraid to compete. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to do stuff like this uh, with your friends or, or, or people at your gym or whatever. Um, you don't always have to win. Yeah. I mean, quite obviously, it, this would have not been fun. It wouldn't have been fun to me this morning if, if I would have kn- just knew I was going to win. Mm-hmm. Like the fun part was I didn't know what you were going to pull out of the hat. I didn't know, I didn't either. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what was fun. Don't be freaking scared to get out there to lay it out on the line. And, you know, there's a lot of people that won't do crap like this because they, they feel like they got too much to lose, man. Me, for instance, I, I mean, people expect me to win all the time. I don't care what people expect from me. I don't care. I don't have anything to lose, to be honest with you. Everything I do, I do it because it's fun and I'm getting yep. enjoyment out of it. I'm not I'm not doing this to show off. Yeah. Right? And it's just like the freaking dudes 
Y'all heard, you guys know I've called some folks out to the mat on some last man standing stuff. I've called some boys out to the mat. Why won't they show up? Because they got too much to lose, man. They want to protect their reputation, right? They're scared to freaking lose. No, man, that, all that'll do is stifle you in life. Lay it out there, dude. It's always fun to like see how much you can push yourself to. Yeah. Like you never even know until you try it. It's so next like, level. Yeah, you just got to at least try it. Yeah. That was the hardest that's the hardest workout I've done in years. Yeah. This morning. I mean in the gym. That was the hardest thing I've done. It's the closest I've been to puking <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> we both All ate years. breakfast and we usually don't eat breakfast before we do stuff like that. Yeah, that we both almost got that coming up. <laughs> oh yeah, you was looking rough at the end of that. <laughs> was I really? Son. Did you see me hit the floor? Yeah, I had, I filmed it. <laughs> you yeah, filmed you was it. looking rough down there on fetal position. Oh yeah, I hit the floor, son. I thought I was gonna cry a few times. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, mostly just on that bike. I was like, don't yeah. cry. <laughs> you had a terrible grimace on your face during <laughs> that during that bike. <laughs> I just closed my eyes. And yeah. Just, I was like trying not to pay attention to the calories burn because when you look at it, it goes by so slow. Uh -huh. I was like, just close your eyes. <laughs> mm. Well, that was legit. We had, uh, so we had brother Noah Cochran filming on Sarah. Noah Cochran took over Sarah's Instagram. Look, man, for all y'all that have been messaging me, asking me where Noah went. Well, here he is. He's back. He's live on the 307 podcast once again. What's up, Noah? How you doing? So, uh, didn't do a great camera job today, but I filled in filled in as needed. So, uh, yeah, to everybody that's, that's been wondering where I'm at, I'm where I was the last time you saw me, out on the trail running, doing my best. But, uh, yeah, I'm just taking it one day at a time, and y'all will see me again. Well, are you satisfied with our effort this morning as a, as a, as a, uh, a judge and a film guy? I mean, I could have seen a little more out of you. <laughs> like I said, you busted out that ultra shuffle pretty early, man. Early. Usually that, that starts about 50, 60 deep. You were about 100 meters here when I saw it <laughs> this time. Well, he just converted uh, miles to meters. He thought <laughs> right. I'd start yeah. 50, 60 right. meters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Jeff wrote 200 up there, 200 M, I was hoping that was 200 miles. <laughs> yeah, you never, you didn't even know what a meter was. No, uh-uh, no. <laughs> well, I'll try harder next time, Noah. Nah, y'all both, y'all both, uh, y'all made that a show. It wouldn't have been a show if you both weren't fully committed to giving everything you had and you both did and that's why it was fun to watch for me at least mm -hmm. and uh you know I did have some some uh thoughts on who I thought was going to win and they were confirmed <laughs> but you both did a good job yeah. you know? <laughs> so it was fun to watch yeah I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that I got a little taste of victory in that middle round. If I would have lost that round, I'd be really upset with myself right now. Be a rechallenge very soon, wouldn't there? <laughs> Tomorrow morning, a rechallenge without the assault bike, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
What'd you think, Blake? Thought it was good, man. Uh, it was definitely better than watching the uh, Thousand Pound Sisters. Oh yeah, my six hundred pound life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it was great though. Like Noah said, y'all both give it all you had, and it's nice to nice to watch people push into push into that area. It's it's motivating. It's encouraging. I, I I said on there to people, if that doesn't get you fired up to go work out today, then they ain't, they ain't no hope for you on working out. Yeah, a lot of people actually watched it and said that that was their workout for the day. So <laughs> they thanked us for that. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. I think this is a tradition that we need to carry on with um, people that we have out. I mean, we're not obviously not going to find people on Sarah's level uh, to come out and do the podcast yeah, all the some, time. There's some crazy people out there. I'm just saying, there you can find some. <laughs> but the crazy people that we do have, yeah, the crazy people that we do have that come out and do the podcast, um, we need to keep that as a tradition yeah. ahead because I just that just made my freaking whole day, man. Oh, and I think people loved it. You know, mm-hmm. they did, and. Yeah. Um, and we feel really good now. I feel like really fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm beat. I'm. I. I drank some coffee on. I drank my third cup of coffee on the way over here to do this podcast. But, um, yeah. So if you're a crazy person out there that listens to the Three of Seven podcast and you have a cool story, hit us up. We might. You might be able to come out and do a little head to head, like me and Sarah did this morning, and uh, we'll sit down and have a chat afterwards yeah um I, dude let me go ahead and put this on the record and then we're going to dig into sarah's story because she's got a lot of cool stuff we're the i think we're the only people in the podcast game that will pay for our guests to travel out and do the podcast thank you but <laughs> uh, yeah it's an honor yeah like for me if i ask someone to come on my podcast it's an honor for me to be able to pay for their travel to be able to come out and spend time with me. Like, I'm honored that someone would take time out of their schedule to come and contribute to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just odd to me that nobody else does that. It, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. But I'm thankful that we're able to do it. And a big reason that we are able to do it is because of our Patreon members. Yep. Um, you know, that's really the the Patreon members. That's the kind of stuff that their money should go to is paying yep. people's way to come out here and have a cool conversation. And then they get to listen to it and learn from it. Yep. You know what I mean? So we're trying to uh, we're trying to be good stewards of that money. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys that sponsor uh, us on Patreon. Uh, you helped, or you actually did pay for Sarah's trip to come out here and do this episode, and you paid for this whole experience. So Thank you, everybody. We're, yeah, we're thank trying you. to be good <laughs> stewards of that. So thank you guys so much for that. You guys are awesome. <sighs> all right. That was a good talk right there, man. I want to talk. I want to dig in. To Sarah's story, do you want to hit the basic course dates just so we told because pe- we told yeah. people we would do that? We told you guys that we would release the basic course dates on Sarah's episode, so Blake's going to read them off here for you guys here in just a second. 
If you're interested in coming out and doing a mission with us at the basic course, being part of a team, then these are the dates that are available. This covers down the rest of the year. There, there will be no more opportunities other than these dates to be on a basic course team uh, for the rest of 2021. If one of these dates fits your schedule and you're ready to roger up and experience this mission, then go to 3of7project.com, click Experiences, click the basic course, and it's going to tell you what to do on there. I'm sorry. We don't hand you instructions on a silver platter. Part of doing anything that we do is figuring out how to sign up. And also part of doing anything we do is not knowing every single detail, right? That's by design. We want to give you the opportunity to go and participate in a mission where you don't know every single detail because we think it's funner that way. Yep. We, do, we don't design these things for the masses, right? We don't have a website telling you all the details of this stuff. It takes courage to come out and be on a basic course team. Yep. Bust them, son. So I've released this on Patreon and the mailing list already. So if you want this information sooner, Patreon gets it first, the mailing list gets it second, and then we'll release it on here now. So the dates are... June 11th through the 13th, July 9th through the 11th, August 13th through the 15th, September 17th through the 19th, October 1st through the 3rd, and November 12th through the 14th. And if you have submitted an application in the past and didn't hear back from us, then send it again and let us know, hey, this is my second, this is my third, whatever number it is. There's people who have sent it a couple times and haven't been selected. We're just working down the list. So don't get discouraged because you haven't heard back from us. Just keep sending it, keep showing up, and you'll get a chance. So that's what we got. Sweet. Thank you, Blake. Noah, you got anything? I'm just here for the show, man. All right. All right, Sarah. Now, I want to start kind of at the beginning because you know you you're you're 19 years old, mm -hmm. but you've done a lot of really hard stuff, and you've you have discipline. I, I can tell you've done hard stuff because you're a disciplined person, you're a respectful person, you carry yourself so well, and you're just crazy fit. You, you can't fake it, right? So I know you've been through some stuff. As a, as a kid growing up, when did you decide or, or when did you figure out that, like, the gymnast thing was going to suit you? Yeah. Because not everybody can, can do gymnastics, mm -hmm. and especially not everybody can go to the level that you went. So when did it click? Um, honestly, my whole life, like, I just grew up in the gym. I started when I was about, like, three or four. My mom just put me in because I got a lot of energy. So, I was just doing gymnastics. I just kept up with it for so long, and my mom's a coach. Mm -hmm. So, she also helped me with that. And then, you go through all the levels. So, like, once you get to, like, level three or four, you just kind of keep progressing. 
I just followed basically the whole, there's not like a program, but once you go through one level, you try to get the skills for the next level. And I just kept going. And once you get close to level 10, that's the top level for J.O. It's like, obviously you want to get to that level. So I just kept pushing and like did my best to get to level 10. Mm -hmm. And I did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So is your mom built like you at all? Um, not really. I think she used to be a little more built like me, but she's really, like, she does have some muscular build on her. Okay. Now, when you, I mean, at at a young age, did you, did she influence you at all or to, to, to go this route? Because obviously it was a part of her life. So was she kind of influencing you and kind of guiding you that way? Or was it just something you decided you wanted to do? Um, my parents were actually really good with me and they were not pushy at all. It was kind of like, if I like it, I keep going and they were cool with whatever. And I'm glad I had parents like that. Cause you know how there's like some gym or like dance moms where they're like, pushing their kids like crazy oh yeah yeah my parents were just let me do what I was motivated to do and since I had all the passion like I just kept going but um I feel like if my parents were actually too pushy I wouldn't have Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it that much because obviously coaches are really like put a lot of pressure on you and then you put all the pressure on yourself so my parents were actually there to more like calm me down Mm -hmm. yeah they're Mm -hmm. really good with that let me ask real quick what is required and how, like for to be a level 10 gymnast, I, you got plenty of credibility already, but just to be a level 10 gymnast, what is required? Like, are there a lot of people that's level 10 or is it a select few or? Yeah, actually level 10 is pretty popular. Like once, like I said, it's a top level. So once you get there, everybody kind of just collects into level 10. You can't okay. go any further than that. It's really complicated to explain gymnastics because um, if you want to go to the Olympics, you actually have to go through, like, another track. Okay. Um, But I feel like the track I went on is the main gymnastics. That's what most people do. And, yeah, once you get to level 10, there's it's medium. I feel like level 9 and level 8 is where most people stop. Some people get to level 10. Um, Most people are, like, really good at level 10, though. Okay. Well, you know, you talked about that pressure, Sarah, and if you're going to compete at a high level, whether it's ultra running or or in the gym or in the CrossFit games or whatever it is, there is pressure. Mm -hmm. But I think the unique thing with the route that you took is that pressure for you started at a young age, obviously. Uh, When did you start to feel that pressure that you talked about, that you know, from your coaches or from, you know, maybe it was just internally uh, because it was becoming more and more competitive. Mm, Definitely more at the top levels, especially level 10, because um, we were actually the first level 10s in our gym. So the coaches really kind of put that pressure on us to do well because everybody was looking up to us as the level 10 gymnasts Mm -hmm. and they just really want you to do well in like a good way but you know that little bit of pressure plus the pressure on top of yourself I I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself because I have high expectations for myself so yeah that definitely is mostly towards the end of the levels is when you start to get a lot of pressure on yourself how did you manage that um 
a lot of mindset work i tried to like focus on calming myself down and getting in my head and like not getting overwhelmed and then what would you do specifically to calm yourself down when you were um, feeling that i just talked to myself a lot honestly so and self-talk then, yeah and yeah. then um faith a lot having to do with my relationship with god like just mm-hmm. talking to him every night and making sure that everything is good before the next day mm-hmm. yeah now as far as that goes did it do you think that 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 pressure that you felt was that a good thing or a bad thing now Um, looking back on it i feel like it was a good thing in the moment i did not like it at all honestly especially trying to go to what's called like regionals and nationals that like I thought I would like throw up for like three weeks before competition sometimes. So that part wow, wasn't really man. fun. Um, Cause when you go to regionals, you have to play, I think. Yeah. So I'll try to go from more of the beginning. You go through all these competitions right through like out the season. Um, they're all just general competitions. You just kind of go to win whatever you have to, ser- you have to get a certain score throughout all those competitions you get to just to make it to what's called States. At that one state meet, you have to get a certain score to go to regionals. At regionals, you have to get a certain placement out of all the gymnasts in, like, the region that made it to regionals. At that one meet, you get that, like, one chance on each event to make it to nationals. And that that's a lot of pressure. And then, like you said about the whole, was it good or bad? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't like it in the moment, but I feel like it's really good, at like, in the now like it's given me a lot of i guess confidence or like i'm able to handle things better because i've worked through that a hundred percent yeah it's a lot easier to uh to relax and chill when you know what high pressure feels like yeah i I feel like that is relatable to me from being in the seal teams you know there's been so many times that the pressure was on for us Mm -hmm. and you know whether it was in training or in in uh downrange you know and and it's like now once you felt that pressure and of course the situation for us is different situations but the pressure you feel is the same yeah you know what i mean it's like and once you feel that i think that's a big reason that i'm so laid back and just like Mm -hmm. chill now you know what i mean because it's like you get it, and but but then you can also, once you've worked through, them those high pressure scenarios, you've you've basically forged a place inside of you where you can flip that switch and you can go there and you know how to handle it, right? Yeah. So you build those tools over time for sure. I tell everybody gymnastics is kind of like a baby boot camp. Like, if you're late to practice rope climb and, like, if you're not on the line, we have to, like, line up in a certain amount of seconds in height order. If you're not there in time, we would get push-ups, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, like, really thankful for that now. Like, maybe in the moment seems a little crazy or something, Mm -hmm. but you learn so much, like, dedication and respect in gymnastics. I'm, like, crazy thankful for it. Obviously, we still have fun in gymnastics. Like, there would be days where we play games, but most of the time they are trying to, like, drill down on us and just make sure that we understand that we do have to listen and be there on time you just you learn a lot of good things in gymnastics yeah it sounds like it it really does and i want to talk specifically real quick about 
like when you're at that regional competition mm-hmm. and and you have that one shot and you're out performing you're 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 perf- you're out there performing the yeah. the things that you have essentially trained your whole life to be able to do in that moment i want to talk about the mindset like in that moment um, where you're having to execute these super hard difficult precise movements and you got one shot and everybody's looking at you and everybody's expecting you to get the job done i want to talk about your mindset in that arena that competitive arena (laughs) and i think you may have went there a little bit today how you were talking about you didn't hear anything else that you've got some mindset man that you go to um well actually in gymnastics i was pretty bad with competing like i would get so nervous especially you know the beam if you guys don't know what a beam is it's like the little four inch thing up in the air that you flip on that's my best way of explaining it for non-gymnasts but yeah oh i would be so shaky up there like i felt like i couldn't even walk on there in front of judges and it's like now i gotta flip on here so my mindset honestly wasn't too great back then um i would just really like i said before talk to myself all the time like just get in my head and encourage myself Mm -hmm. and tell myself honestly i just had to make it less pressure so i would tell myself like it's totally fine this is just a little part of your life like in the future you're not gonna go back and like get upset that you lost this competition like there's so many competitions this is just one of them you're gonna be okay no one's gonna like kill you or anything because you lost a competition it's just i told myself gymnastics is a sport it's supposed to be fun so just have fun with it that's a really good mindset. Where where did that come from? <laughs> I just, I think all the time. Like, I'm a thinker. So I just, I, I talk to myself all the time. Just get in my head. I listen to, I just listen to encouraging things. Like, I try never to listen to anything that's going to put myself down. So pretty much everything I listen to is just encouraging, uplifting stuff. I have, like, my own sheltered little bubble. I was homeschooled in the mm-hmm. gym 30 hours a week. Like, I didn't go to public school where there's, like, all this crazy nonsense. Like, drama I just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't do drama, no. <laughs> yeah. I've always just been, like, a positive, bubbly person. And I think a lot of that, honestly, does have to do with, like, being homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't have to deal with much drama. Well, let's 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 pick your bubble apart real quick. Okay. All right, because I because I think this is important for people listening to this show. What Sarah is, what I'm hearing Sarah say is she's hyper aware of the input. You're hyper aware of what you're allowing to come in mm-hmm. your head, right? Because that in turn is going to affect your mindset. So let's talk about this bubble you've created. The this the things that you do, the things that you listen to, um, the routines that you have. Uh, whatever whatever you can share with us about your bubble and being hyper aware of that input and what you do allow in. I mean, I'd love to hear it because you are an elite athlete and I want to know how you live. Yeah, so basically I think I've been working on it a lot more recently. Um, it does have to do a lot with my faith in God. So every morning I wake up, I'll like 
run a little bit and then I work at a gym right now and I just clean honestly but when I'm not cleaning I don't have much to do so I'll just stretch and I've been listening to some type of podcast every morning that's just has to do with either like encouragement learning something everything I listen to is like something to be uplifting in my life and like gain like I want to gain a lot of knowledge Mm -hmm. what about music music uh i either listen to like christian music all the time or clean music i don't even like if it is explicit or something i try not even to listen to it not even that like cussing or anything has to like do with mindset but i i just try to to keep everything as clean as Mm. i can so yeah everything that goes in my brain is clean kind of like food like how you feel your body you want to have clean stuff in your body to make you feel good same thing with my mind. I'm like feeding it clean content. What about TV? TV? I don't really watch TV, but if I do, I'll watch a bunch of YouTube channels and I just watch like a lot of vlogs of people who I look up to. So any type of vlogger who's doing really well in life, um, who are influencing others, a lot of entrepreneurial people mm-hmm. I try to listen to and watch. And you have your own channel now too, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. We it's got, just Sarah Drew. Okay. <laughs> we got some footage today. Yeah. We got some behind the scenes footage mm-hmm. today for Sarah's channel. So I can't wait to see what you post. I know you said you like editing video and yeah. I'm going to go, I, I got to go check it out. So <laughs> do y'all understand this is what sets people that are elite apart She's giving you the secret. It's all mindset. Do, do you but do you have the discipline and the self-control to be hyper aware of your input? Do you hear what she's saying? Do you think that it doesn't take work for her not to just go down the road of watching the freaking news or whatever and just and just being inundated and having these conver- these conversations about all the bad things in the world all the time and listening <clears throat> to this trash music that's out there. And, and it, look, you do what you want to do. But you want to go to the next level in whatever you've decided to do in life? This is the secret. I don't care how physically strong you are. I don't care how hard you train. This lady just freaking took me to the cleaners this morning. (laughs) And it's because, it's not because she trains 10 hours a day. It's because she trains 10 hours a day. I don't know if you train 10 hours a day. (laughs) It's It's because she trains hard, but she has paired it with the discipline to be hyper aware of what she's allowing into her head and into her life. This is it. Here's the proof. <laughs> All right. What do you think, Noah? I think I think everybody wants to be great, but not everybody wants to do what it takes to be great. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Blake, what do you think? I mean, this is profound to me. It is, yeah. No, it it's very encourage it's very encouraging. And I mean, it will even challenge me, you know, I mean, some of the some of the stuff I mean, maybe I listen to a song that's not, uh, it's not vulgar, not cussing, but if it, if it brings on some kind of negative mood or feeling in, in yourself, you know, then 
cut that stuff out. And, you know, I would ask where, I mean, where did that come from? It, it Was that a learned behavior? Were your parents that way? Or is that just kind of always the way you were? Or? Um, yeah, I mean, my parents, when we were younger, they honestly, we didn't even really watch Disney Channel when we were younger because my parents didn't like how they like Disney Channel makes parents honestly sometimes sound stupid from the kids point of view mm. and the kids get away with things. And my parents didn't want us to like learn how to cheat or like lie to parents or anything so we just wouldn't watch a bunch of shows that most kids watched and we couldn't listen to any explicit music so i guess that's where it came from but then i've just stayed with it and then having a relationship with god like i have a really strong conscience so like if i do end up seeing something or hearing anything that i know i shouldn't be i i like would feel like almost gross inside for like knowing I shouldn't do that, but I let it in anyway. Praise God. Yeah. That's the, that's conviction. I'm getting, um, parenting tips from a 19 year old. (laughs) I work a lot with children also. (laughs) Like I've always been a mom since I was like younger. I've always been a mom. Yeah. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, man. I think that a lot of people, will hear something like Sarah just said, like we didn't even watch Disney movies. And they're gonna think, that's over the top, man. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, I mean, come on, dude. People are gonna think it's crazy. like yeah. I got joked on for being yeah. a kid. Like I people are like, you can't watch Hannah Montana. Yeah. I was like, no. You, you know, but you know what? That's why most people are average. That's why most people are just average. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with average, right? This is the fine tune, man. I was going to say, especially with everything that's out, like what kids are watching today is like, oh my gosh, TikTok. That stuff is, that's crazy to me. Like kids are doing insane things right now. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just praying for everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't went down to TikTok road. Is it rough? Um, I don't go on there too much. Like what I have on my for you page is like pretty clean because it goes off of kind of what you watch regularly. Yeah. But uh, there's like awful songs that go viral, and they're just awful. Yeah. <laughs> and kids are dancing to them, and uh, I don't yeah. even know. It's just it's just not like, and it's influencing kids. Like mm-hmm. it's such an influence, and I don't know if that's. It's best it, influence, but it's having a deeper. I think it's having a deeper effect on kids and really on even adults. You you don't understand the stuff that you allow to come in to your head. It's having a deeper effect on you than just some surface level, than just mm-hmm. your mood. Yeah. It's legitimately affecting your what you are capable of accomplishing in life. It's not just affecting your mood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that you know, and this is a great example of it. Yeah. Um. All right. So. I want to get to your talking about your faith here in just a little bit, but I want to work more through your career as a gymnast as you're moving up through the ranks. We talked a little bit yesterday about kind of 
you got to a place where you kind of had a twofold thing that kind of made you pull back from that, I guess, arena. I think you said, and correct me if I'm wrong, one was you were getting a little burnout maybe. Yeah. And then the other was a significant injury. Mm-hmm. Which one did you recognize first? Um, I, I honestly feel like it was both at the same time. Like, they both came around the same time, especially from my back hurting. The I don't know if burned out came from that because I couldn't do much, and then you're pushed to keep going no matter what, and it's like you have to finish all your routines, and you can't move on until you finish. So you get stuck on an event, then you get in trouble, but you you can't do anything about it because like your back is killing you. Oh yeah, I didn't announce I um stress fractured my back. That's why I wanted to stop. But yeah, I think they both kind of came at the same time. The whole burnout thing, being there thirty hours a week, just we literally did school at the gym. That's mm. how much we were there. What were the uh, the best you can remember? What were some signs and symptoms of that burnout? Um, well, I don't want to, I don't want to put anybody, I don't know, I'm going to try to say this without sounding, it's not going to sound rude, but like a bunch of my teammates, we all work hard, obviously, but I would train like super, super hard all the time and put my effort into it. And then it's a team sport. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's an individual sport, but you have a team and it's like any team thing. If someone's not getting the job done, you all start over. So I think having to start over all the time, even though I was trying my hardest and like not, I mean, you get noticed, but like, you know, since it is a team thing, it's just, you keep going with the team. So I got really tired of having to do things over and over and over again when I could have been done, but you just have to keep going. And Mm -hmm. I think just doing that every day, we would do the same routine every day. So like Monday through Friday, we would have a certain schedule each day and then we would do all over again the next week and you just do that for years like we would be on one event for like an hour and a half and i just kind of got tired of that Mm -hmm. i mean it's it was fun it was good i'm so thankful that i did gymnastics like i i can do so much now like Mm -hmm. gymnasts honestly can kind of do whatever they want once they're done but yeah that's honestly why i got burned out just repetitive everything was the same um oh what? and mental i yeah I, tell me I'm about so, that like i'm really bad with mental blocks and gymnastics like i would get so scared of everything i made it to level 10 somehow i honestly don't quite know how i made it to level 10 because if you know me i have the hardest time for going like any skill i i get so scared like i spaz in the air like freak out all the time i would cry at practice all the time <laughs> Almost like you drank some coffee. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go into that now. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know what happens, sir, when she drinks caffeinated coffee. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I cannot have caffeine. Like, I feel like I'm gonna explode. <laughs> People don't like they don't understand how I do what I do without caffeine. I just got a lot of energy. Yeah, I'm solar powered. I go in the sun, get some energy. I'm good. Yeah, you don't need caffeine for sure. <laughs> Well, one thing, Blake, you got something? No. I, I was going to say, you know, as you're talking through kind of the signs and symptoms of that burnout, one thing that I heard was um, just wanting to be done. Like when, like you said, when you kept having to restart, 
restart, doing the same thing over and over again. Well, when you're not burnt out, that's all good. When you're having fun, mm-hmm. it's all yeah, yeah. If, you, if you have to restart, you're like, heck yeah, I get to do this again, right? Mm-hmm. But then you, you, you start getting to that point where, like you said, you're like, ah, oh, dang, dude. Man, I have to do this again. Like, I just want to be, I want to do this right one time and and be done with it, right? And I think I've experienced burnout on uh, on so many different levels in my life. One, even just in my career as a SEAL. I mean, there were multiple stages throughout my career as a SEAL where I experienced burnout. And this was one of the main symptoms is just wanting to be done. Like, I'm out on a freaking range with a belt-fed machine gun, unlimited ammunition, just doing man stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... we People would pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get to do... To get to live that life one day, right? But I can remember getting to points in, in certain training blocks and certain things that we did. Skydiving, for instance. People, people pay tons yeah. of money to go skydive. And I can remember when you had those days where you're doing five or six jumps a day, day into night, you're having to pack, your, and you're just like, I just want to be freaking done with this, man. <laughs> Same on the range. You're out here dumping thousands of rounds and just letting that baby eat. And you're you're just like, man, I just want to be done with this. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, a big symptom of burnout. And I think we can apply this to many different aspects in our life. Noel, what's up, bro? Yeah, I think I think a theme with that can come back to seeing progress. Once you get to the top, like she is. Yeah. Progress. Once you start trying to do something, when you're new to gymnastics or anything, every day you see progress. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, a week goes by and you're like, man, I'm way better than I was last week. A month goes by and you can tell, you can see I'm much better than I was. When you start running, you've never run before. A couple weeks go by and you're a new person if you stayed with it. Once you're once you've been doing it for years and years and years and you're near the uh near the point of that pencil I like to say mm-hmm. progress slows down and sometimes it gets really aggravating to be putting in maybe more work than you did at the start but seeing less progress. Mm-hmm. And you know I don't think there's anything wrong with that, you know, once you're getting to the top, but it just it can really be it can lead to burnout. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, not seeing the same amount of progress that you had before, and you're doing more work now. Yep, that's that's difficult for you know a lot of people, me included. So, oh, I'm gonna add another thing to the reason I got burned out is um, a lot of times in gymnastics, um, the coaching aspect is usually more of the telling you what you're doing wrong to fix it. And which is obviously you need it and it's really good, but it tends to be only that. So it's like, nope, that's wrong. Nope, nope, not good. Do it again. And I am definitely, I need encouragement and positivity. So when I'm doing gymnastics, it was so hard for me to get stuff done because I just felt so down. Like, yeah, I'm doing it wrong. And it's like I just yeah. did 50 things right, but you're going to call me out on the three things I did wrong? Yeah, so I need encouragement so bad. And 
that's another reason I got burned out is because I just train better being encouraged the whole time. Like mm -hmm. I will put in the effort. I know myself. I can, I can push myself hard enough that I need to, but I just need someone to encourage me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm also enjoying fitness right now is because the whole fitness world, everyone is so encouraging. Mm -hmm. Like even today, even though I, I kind of couldn't hear mo most of it, but I could tell everyone was around encouraging and that's, that's how you push yourself the most. You just get around people who are going to encourage you and keep you going. I was trying to encourage you in between. I got the high five. Yeah, in between sucking wind as you were beating me. I was trying to encourage you because you I were got motivating you at me. The end. I was like, yeah, you got it when yeah. I was done. Well, you encouraged him when he was doing that last set and you'd already really? done yours and you yeah. just started doing the set with him again and walking on your hands around I was like I'll finish it with him gotta finish it out I think there's a lot of value here in both what Sarah said and also in what Noah said and you know I think we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that uh, are in in some capacity they are coaching whether it's mindset or um, fitness or whatever we've got a lot of coaches that tune in here and so I, I think even for me personally it's important as a and I don't really consider myself a coach of anything specifically but I definitely get to talk to a lot of people right and give them some input in some way shape or form and I think it's important as a coach to balance out that positive and negative reinforcement mm -hmm. because it is so easy as a coach or even as a mother or a father or a husband or a wife or as a leader or whatever, in whatever team you're in, it's so easy to pick apart the things that people do wrong mm -hmm. and just shine the spotlight on that and, you know, point those things out. But it's almost like you would want to balance that out. It's almost like, for me, I'm thinking about my relationship with my wife. I'm thinking, you know, if I'm going to talk to my wife about something that she uh, that she might could improve on at home in order to, whatever, make me happy or make our lives easier, maybe I should start with uh, picking out something that she does right yeah. that I can encourage her. Or maybe two or three things that she does right that I can encourage her on. And then maybe slip in the the other thing, right? I think this is a great strategy <laughs> as a coach mm -hmm. or, or in whatever capacity that you're in. This is a great strategy to, um, to get your teammates to perform at a higher level. We fail at that a lot. Mm. We really do. Yeah, I'm a gymnastics coach right now, so, like, I'm still trying to keep up with some of, like, the whole gym things, but um, when I'm coaching my kids, I'm always trying to have a balance, like you said, so I'll tell them something that they need to fix, but I'm also going to tell them, like, but that was a great try, or, like, at least there let them go. know, especially because they're kids, like, you can't just, like, pound down on them, they're going to get so unmotivated and just want to quit. Yep. So, like, you have to definitely, like, tell them that they're doing amazing. Honestly, even some kids, if they're having a day and it's just not it and they're not even doing anything, I'll still I'll still find something. Like, yeah. there's something that's good. Even if they just if they just have, like, a good attitude or something. The fact that they showed up. Mm -hmm. 
there's something like you have to find the positive in something or else your life's just going to be I mean, it's just sad if you yeah. don't have any positive i agree 100 percent. you got to change your butts to ands yeah you say hey you you're doing good here and i think you could do better here Oh, yeah. You say, but, and then it changes the whole intention of what you told them because you say, you're doing this good, but I think you could do this better. Where'd you learn that, man? Nobody gonna call me a fool. Dang, genius over there. <laughs> He's thinking, too. Are you a thinker as well? <laughs> I think we're gonna title Blake as a life coach. He just comes yeah. in with all these good points all of a sudden. He just, like, has a little moment. It's really good, and then he'll just, like, go out for a little yeah. while and then he just comes back in with yeah. a really good point hear him every 15 minutes you got something though that's high level communication right there it really is man it's not bad for old redneck is it um, communication is important though for real oh, that's yeah. what that's coming back to is it comes back to what you're filling your mind with even you know if that's kind of out of your control if other people are doing it to you and you can't really help but hear it. But if other people are constantly criticizing and that's all you ever hear, that's the same as, you know, telling yourself, being critical of yourself and putting yourself down. You know, it's just, you're constantly keeping that in your head, mm -hmm. you know, and that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, and that's also how people become way unconfident in themselves too, kind of going off of what you were saying. Like so many people just criticize themselves all the time even if they're joking like i don't even like to joke about anything where most teenage girls will be like uh -huh, my hair it looks so ugly or they're just like i'm so ugly i'm not cute i'm like even if you're joking you're speaking that into your life like you're gonna start to believe it yeah mm. yeah a hundred percent i mean this is one of the foundational principles that i that I teach is that that power of the spoken word, Sarah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you guys, you, I hope you guys that listen to this understand that there's nothing new under the sun. Like I didn't create the power of the spoken word. I just reminded a lot of people about it. This principle is the same principle that's used by other high achieving people, all other high achieving people. It's actually a biblical principle. Mm -hmm. It's straight up from the Bible, uh, and it works, and I agree with you 100%. Something as simple as Sarah's example as a female, um, something as simple as saying, man, this is killing me. I mean, these are simple tweaks that you can make to take you to the next level, right? But again, that's why so many people stay at that average place in life, and they can't achieve what they want to achieve you see it in the ultra running world all the time. You do. There's not there ain't there ain't nothing different about me and Noah other than these little minor tweaks. That's the only thing that makes us different. We don't we don't have and and same with Sarah. We don't have any special we don't have a third lung or we don't have <laughs> some third lung. <laughs> we, we don't have some muscle that that you don't have. We weren't born with these abilities. Uh, it's, it's these, these things right here. This is it. Get that through your freaking head. It's simple. And then what Noah said a minute ago about when you do achieve that, whatever it, whatever the pinnacle is for you, uh, when you get there, that progress does slow down. Um, and you can't, 
you can't beat yourself up about that. You still have when when you get there and that progress pro, progress <laughs> when that progress slows down, if you start to get frustrated by it, you got to then have enough discipline, if you want to call it. I hate the freaking word discipline, man. You got to have enough self-control to um to step away from it a little bit, man. You know, if you're if you're if you've reached that pinnacle and you're getting frustrated cuz you feel like you're not making gains and you're not just step away from it a little bit, man. And you step away from it for a couple months and you come back and you're no longer feeling like, man, I just want this to be over with. It's fresh again. Mhm. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. This is how I run. I run Starting about this time of year, because I don't like the freaking cold, man. I don't like to run in the cold. I like to run in the warm weather. Yeah, I like a sunny day. I love it. Um, <laughs> look, I run through the spring and summer. In October, deer season comes in. And I intentionally go into primal man hunting mode. And I do that because it allows me to step away from running. And then once, you know, October, November, December, I pick back up running after the hunting season, and it's fresh again. I'm, I want to go, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to start running again. Yeah. And this is how you have longevity at the top, right? If you want to have some longevity – performing at a high level this is the way it's got to work well noah used the the pencil example and if you got a flat pencil you about to sharpen you're gonna make take some big chunks off of that pencil as you go to sharpen it with your knife but you keep on sharpening it and well you're gonna cut the tip you're gonna cut the top off of it and you're gonna have to start back down again and you build it your pencil's gonna be shorter and you're gonna start making them bigger chips again and at some point, you got to stop whittling and make your fine-tune adjustments and get your pencil sharp. Dang right, Here son. he comes back with his little good tips again. There he is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been about five minutes. <laughs> He's back. About time. Sharpen that freaking pencil, son. Don't nobody like writing with a dull number two pencil. Right? Step away. Go freaking go hunting, man. Go turkey hunting. Do something different. Come back fresh. Ain't nobody got to tell me to go turkey hunting. No. That's the dang truth. I could never. <laughs> I could never go hunting. <laughs> I don't know, Sarah. One time I had a dream that I was hunting. Well, actually, I wasn't hunting, but I was with someone that was. And someone shot a deer, and I just cried and, like, plopped down on it. I was like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> it was so traumatized. That's a pretty epic dream I was right so there. sad. I don't have dreams like but, that. Hey, maybe, maybe we'll start you off with some small game. I can't kill a fly. <laughs> Oh no! All right, never mind. We're <laughs> never mind. Somehow I shot a fly with Windex one time. I was like, "Mom, what do I do? Should I take it outside?" You just yeah, you just stay in your lane then, sir. It's <laughs> not gonna be for you. No. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by Salty Britches. I hope you've heard me talking about Salty 
britches. It's the number one anti-chafing cream on the market, period. I use it for all of my ultra marathons, any race, any run that I'm doing over 50 miles. I put a thin layer of salty britches on my feet, pull my sock up over the top, and I'm good to go. One application of salty britches has kept me comfortable, blister-free, chafe-free for over 100 miles of continuous running in the Georgia heat. One application, yeah. And I apply this stuff to any hot spot on my body that would normally chafe or blister or whatever it may be. It's a game changer. I got enough. I got my feel of chafing and seal training. Yeah, it sucks. I don't enjoy it, which is why I'm so passionate about Salty Britches. Also, this stuff is made in America. The owner of Salty Britches, Amy, is an amazing human being that really has poured her heart and soul into making the best product that can possibly be made, and she has achieved that. Look, buy some Salty Britches, throw some in your running box, throw some in your everyday carry bag, throw some in your backpack, and when you need it, you're going to be really glad you have it. Order yours at GetSaltyBritches.com. Use pro code 3 of 7, the number 3, lowercase, O-F, the number 7, for 20% off your purchase from Salty Britches. Follow them on Instagram at GetSaltyBritches. Hey, we love you, Salty Britches. Thanks for being there when we need you. Thanks for sponsoring this episode of the 3 of 7 podcast. Put your mic up to your mouth if you're going to talk, son. We're back. Oh, we are, we're, we're back. Work. We're live. Whoa. That was fast. <laughs> Break is over. <laughs> so, Noah, you said you, you you see some similarities between Sarah's background and kind of the way you were raised? Yeah, and and, and her, even her mindset, just how she approaches what she does, the same as me, you know, and same as I try to do. It's, uh, it's just interesting. I don't think there's many, many young kids that – that um, embody the same characteristics that she has. You know, I think she's rare in the world we live in. Rare in any time, but especially now. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the internet right now, like social media. Obviously, we're all on social media, so I'm not saying anything's wrong (laughs) with it because, I mean, our lives, our jobs are on social media, but it just depends on how you use it. Like, if you who you follow on Instagram. It has to do everything with just how you use your social media. A hundred percent. Yeah. Kids aren't ready for the things they're dealing with. These, these things are tools and they can be used for good. But if you don't have the maturity to be able to use them for good, then they're detrimental. Were you homeschooled? Oh, you can go. No, I was, I went to a private Christian school, um, which is, you know, it's not the same as homeschooled. I honestly, that's what I would prefer uh, that I had been homeschooled just for a lot of reasons. I've got cousins that are, and that's just, I think that's a very good thing. Um, but it's just, it's it, more important than even that is who your parents are as people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was blessed to have great parents. Yeah. Thank you, mom and dad. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> They're going to be like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Look at Sarah. She's done got she's done learn how to use that mic now. Oh, Look, yeah. she's got it right in line. I mean perfect, son. <laughs> she's a fast learner. Yeah, it just took her a minute. She's she's all about it now. There's that bathroom break. I'm fresh now. I heard that. Um, yeah, we've been going for hour and ten minutes. Dang. Flies by, right? This does make time go by fast. Yeah, for sure. Um 
No, this is super, super good stuff. I want to talk to, before we transition into some other more specific questions, I want to talk about the injury that you had. Um, you, you said that was a kind of a progressive thing, right? Like you were feeling it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I, the only memory I have of it, like the first time I was at a competition and I was telling my coach, I was like, I cannot vault. Like, I, I just cannot compete this. And they're like, you're going to compete it. So I was kind of like, okay, I'm fine. Like, everything's all good. And I just kept going on it. And it actually kind of healed up after a while. Like, it wasn't bothering me too much. And then a little while later, I started feeling it, like, really bad. And it was so hard to get anything done, but I just kept pushing myself because, I mean, my coach was like, you're fine. So, yeah. I mean, I just thought I was fine. And then eventually my mom was like, why weren't you telling me about this? We're going to go to the doctor, get an MRI. I got an MRI and they were like, oh, you actually had a stress fracture like a year ago and it's healed up. Like it has healed up, but there's so much tissue and fling we don't even exactly know what's wrong with my back right now it like did heal up from the fracture but there's still so many issues yeah i don't even know they, they said that there's just a bunch of just a bunch of inflammation and everything in there so what uh, going <clears throat> going through that what advice would you give to other athletes listen to your body mm. don't push yourself too hard <laughs> son i couldn't have said it better myself yeah, I learned that the hard way. And I, I actually, I mean, everything, you learn from everything. So now when I'm training, I definitely am telling myself to stop if I feel something kind of off. I know not to push myself too hard, even though even though I usually want to. Mm-hmm. I, like, you have to listen to yourself and learn to listen to yourself. And coaches are amazing like I'm never gonna say anything wrong about coaches I'm a coach myself but like if someone's telling you you're fine and you're not you have to stand up for yourself and I didn't do that yeah (laughs) I mean they were my coaches so obviously I was like "Eh, it's all good yeah (laughs) it's yeah it's your body so you better I want to ask you too Sarah I mean can you describe to us in your own terms the difference between like the pain we felt this morning oh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and the pain of injury. That's actually a really good question. Um, usually for injury, it happens like you can tell if it's like a strain or not kind of from the way that you hurt yourself doing something. So if you know that, like say you just start, if you're lifting or anything like that, if you just start lifting and there's a sudden pain, that's when you kind of know to like stop. Usually if it's like a burning pain or something and you can push through that, that's when it's like you're you're fine. You just have to learn how to push through that burning sensation or like tired, feeling drained during a workout like this morning. All I can think of is we felt like we were going to pass out or like throw up. That kind of stuff, you, you can push through that, honestly. Yeah. That's like mental. You have to push through that in order to succeed. But like injury it's usually going to be like a twinge or something quickly even though my back it happened over time it's honestly hard to explain because people feel differently but for me you can just tell it's not really achy it's usually more like a sharp kind of pain Mm -hmm. but it is different for everyone and i'm not going to tell anyone like what to do or what not to do but your brain usually is smart enough to know if it can push through or not yep 
That is sound wisdom, and that's a question that comes up all the time, Sarah. And in in the ultra running world, which is specific to me, that's the people that I usually deal with. Is people ask me all the time that like, how do you differentiate that? How do you know when you have to stop pushing? And that was a epic description of when you know it's an injury or when it's just physical pain. Um, I mean, I can't even add to that. It's better than I could have said it. So that's perfect for all you guys that I just burped into this mic just a <laughs> second ago, by the way. Um, for all you guys that were asking that question or that have asked that question or maybe have wondered that, there you go. There's your answer. Now, when you had, when that when that injury got so significant, you finally told your mom, you finally went and at least tried to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're still working through that now. And you, so is, is that what is, was that finally kind of the, where you drew the line and said, okay, I gotta, I gotta step away from competition or just. Yeah, so um, we would train Monday through, like, Saturday or whatever. We had, like, one day off or two. Um, Eventually, after I got my MRI, they actually told me to take, like, I mean, a long time off, probably, like, three months off or something like that until that would be, like, the baseline of when I could come back and try stuff. Mm. Um, I went on vacation for, like, two weeks, and everybody was like, okay, you're probably fine now. Um, I came back to the gym and started to do half of everything, which I wasn't supposed to start, like I said, until I actually came back like a month later. So I, I started way earlier than I was supposed to. Um, and then after a while, I decided I'm only going to go half day sometimes because we would have double days. We would train like three and a half hours in the morning, do two hours of like break in school. And then we trained three hours again. So I started to do some half days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I did that and everything was still going downhill, like my back was still really painful and I just needed time off. I actually quit really suddenly. I was like, mom, I just can't. <laughs> and then like the next day we were like, okay, we're going to just let them know because I was honestly getting into kind of not a miserable place, but I'm like a very happy and bubbly person mm-hmm. and my parents could tell I was just kind of like quiet and I would just get sad all the time. So that's when I, everything kind of just, I just, wow. was like, I'm just going to be done. Was it, was it the pain? Thanks. Sorry uh, about that. No, was, it the, was it the pain that was kind of causing that almost depression or sadness or, or. Like I said earlier, it was kind of a mix of everything. Yeah. So the pain um actually this goes back to the whole mental battles with going for skills i was already really bad at going for skills like it took so much for me like a lot of gymnasts they're naturally talented they'll just they'll just fly like simone biles she does all those crazy things they don't really get scared of anything i get scared so easily Mm -hmm. so that was already super hard for me to do and then coming on a back injury that's when your body won't let you do stuff so Mm -hmm. like your body knows it's not gonna bend backwards anymore i was forcing myself to bend backwards um so i would if you know what balking is it's like when you don't go for something i would balk all the time and that's like spazzing in the air freaking out and like doing Mm -hmm. a half skill so you do some crazy things like i would run to go vault 
and just like slide into the vault table because my body wouldn't let me do that on top of that i was scared oh my god and so i would just like freak out about everything so that could get dangerous Mm -hmm. yeah so that's also probably why i have a pretty strong mindset now because i literally had to go in the gym for hours every day (sighs) making myself do stuff even though my body and my mind wouldn't let me do it i like i somehow made myself do stuff gosh dog try these headphones there okay Hold on, guys. We're doing a little headphone switcheroo here. How oh. are those? Oh, oh, these sound a lot. Wow. Those are nice, aren't they? Now you got the other headphones. All right, let me, get, let me get the volume on these things right for you. Are they too loud? How about now, now, now? You have to, you can turn it up more. All right, how about now? You have to let me know. Was I talking right. too quietly or too loud? No, you're doing, you're good. Oh, okay. You're doing good. I was, moni- I, was like, I was monitoring your voice the whole time. Okay, I was so. like, I don't know if I need to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I saw you adjusting them. Yeah. So I wanted to get you, <laughs> you the, stay on. the comfy pair on. All right, so, um, all right, so when you, when you did stop abruptly, mm-hmm. How was that transition for you? Was that oh, hard or it was weird? Okay, like, you can. I mean, like you can imagine doing gymnastics your whole entire life. Sounds weird thinking about it being like still young, but you know that was my whole life, my whole childhood. I spent training. That was all I did. Gymnastics was my whole entire life. Um, so stopping that the next day. I did like I just woke up and did schoolwork and cried. I was like, "This is so weird." It was like I don't even know how to explain it. Like it kind of felt like I was dreaming. Yeah, it was just all I can say is it was weird. Um, And then (laughs) my coach actually did line. My friends told me that my coach lined everybody up and they were just crying (laughs) because they they all just got an announcement that I stopped and I felt really bad, especially for my coaches because. I mean, we're a big, we're a big team, like I said, and Mm -hmm. I do have great coaches. So everything about that was just hard, but that's why I'm still coaching gymnastics at the same gym. So that did make it easier still getting to go and see everyone. I love all the kids there. Like I know pretty much everyone there. So just going in and getting to see everybody, but not having to like mentally battle through a practice. Mm -hmm. That's pretty nice. Yep. How did you work through? That transition from that first day, like you said, that was Mm -hmm. super tough. You didn't know what was next. I mean, what was the process of, of working now to the point that you are now where you're, you're happy, you're back, you're back feeling like you, you have a purpose and Mm -hmm. you know, you have a new mission and all that. Yeah. So, um, man, I don't know where I was going with this. Oh yeah. So I actually started going into the gym and like, doing lifting like learning how to lift doing classes okay like a regular gym not a gymnastics gym um about a year before then so yeah i did that on top of the 30 hours a week of gymnastics which is kind of crazy but since i did that i would still get to go train and i got to do my own thing which Mm -hmm. was so like that was actually really refreshing just getting to make my own programs do whatever i wanted just having fun still living an active lifestyle but making it my own Mm -hmm. and that way i could push myself without having the pressure of other people which that was that was really really good that i have the gym 
Um, also, I started a dance, and I'm on a dance competition team right now, which I have an amazing teacher. She's super, super fun. That's just, like, a fun process. This competition team now I'm working on not putting any pressure on myself. Like, this is all just for fun. Mm-hmm. So that's also what helped a lot being on a competition team still so it's like it was like a like a slow transition i didn't just stop everything drop everything i'm still doing activities on a dance team this is my last year sadly and covid kind of ruined the last year i didn't even get to compete i've competed (laughs) one time but (laughs) slowly getting to transition to new things helped you know that's when when something like that happens, everything that you've worked for, your or everything that you've, I, I, yeah, I guess worked for your entire life, all of a sudden you realize you got to step away from it. Mm-hmm. That can be, that can totally destroy some people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I see that in the SEAL teams all the time. Guys will get out. It's It's an identity thing. Their whole identity is wrapped into that job or that skill and they get out and that goes away and they no longer have an identity mm-hmm. and man it's a it's a really really tough road to go down um but the way you transitioned i think you did two really cool things and it's impressive because i can only imagine your identity was being a gymnast mm-hmm. like oh yeah someone literally at my church he calls me Sarah the gymnast. So I was like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. People are going to think I'm not cool anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a dangerous, it's a really rocky place to be in life. Mm-hmm. I've been there. You Honestly, know? actually, one of the reasons, I, pretty much the only reason I wanted to stay in gymnastics like my last year is because people, they liked that I was a gymnast. Like they thought that was super cool. Yeah. So obviously that wasn't fun for me anymore because I was only doing it for other people. Yep, 100%. So it's interesting what you did. Not only did you decide to kind of explore some new avenues that fit your body type and that kind of paired well with the gymnast thing, that being dancing. Mm -hmm. So you decided you, you had the courage to at least get out and explore some other avenues of things that you might enjoy, right? But then you also didn't just throw all the knowledge that you had accrued as a as a gymnast down the drain yeah but you decided to give back Mm -hmm. you decided to give back to that community and to the people that are coming up through the ranks that aspire to be where you have been and you became the teacher and that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing now and i think that's a really really important thing to remember if you find yourself in a place where you have worked at something for a long, long time and you've gotten really good at it and something happens that you don't see coming, right? And it takes you out of the game. Well, don't just throw all that knowledge. Don't just be selfish and just throw all that knowledge away. You got to make the decision to pass that knowledge along because there's plenty of people that are coming up behind you that would love to know what you know, whether you're competing or not. You have the knowledge. It's in the bank, man. It's valuable stuff. 
And that'll help you tremendously. It's helped me tremendously in my transition Mm -hmm. from the SEAL teams is now that's what we do. Just like you, Sarah, you coach. We, we do the same thing. We coach and teach. Yeah. Um, and it's get, it just gives you a whole new mission, man. And it, and it gives you some connection still to the thing that you used to love to do. I mean, and you did both those things. You explored new avenues. I did the same thing. Ultra running. I found that. That's, ultra running is like my dancing. Yeah, I don't understand the ultra running thing at all well it's stupid. you guys are crazy it's stupid i was telling them i run like a mile and a half or a mile each day and i don't look forward to it still get it done though and you guys run like a hundred miles yeah that's crazy to me well it's our dancing yeah you know I dancing mean, is really fun <laughs> i get it though you guys enjoy your time it's like uh for me yeah that was like when you when 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 you had to step back from the gymnast stuff you found that me when i had to step back from being a seal i found ultra running mm-hmm. and then paired that with becoming a teacher which is exact it's the exact same path that you took and it leads to a very healthy place in life mm-hmm. uh in transition it really does what, yeah. do you th- what do you think noah yeah i think that's an exact model of how you of how you do it um you know because one thing that will keep you from doing that is a, she said it, uh, and I, I want to get, ask her, did you feel any guilt by stopping, you know, trying to be a gymnast, putting in 30 hours a week? Did you feel a sense of like, you should keep doing that? You know, like, I don't know. Cause I, I feel like with me, if I'm not running, People expect me and Chad to run like 50 miles every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't do that. We, you can't do that. And some, sometimes I feel like if I'm not doing that, that I almost feel guilty. Kind of like you're letting people down. Right, right. I just wonder how, if you had to work through some of that. Um, Kind of. But I don't really know. Once I stopped, I like I got into a really good place and I knew that I was doing it for myself. So... I just kind of learned quickly that I can't do everything to please others. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's awesome cuz uh, that's that sometimes that can be a hard thing to work through when people know you as Sarah the gymnast mm-hmm. and you're no longer doing that for 30 hours. Yeah. It's like no, I'm just Sarah, you know. My but that's 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 what you're supposed to be, but My old Instagram is literally still Sarah the gymnast. I was like, "Hey, I'm still a gymnast." Like, I still do so much yeah, with that's gymnastics. that's true. You'll always be that. That's why, I mean, I'm enjoying the whole Instagram thing I do now because I'm taking all my gymnastics skills and just using it for entertainment. Because, I mean, I can still do a lot of the stuff that I did. I just use it for entertainment now, and it's way more fun. And it is extremely entertaining. <laughs> Thank you. Like, if you look at Sarah's Instagram page, she's, like, doing some of the craziest moves down a grocery store aisle. And, like, you see these people standing there with their grocery carts and they're like what in the crap just happened (laughs) did she just like do a flip or something yeah they're like what is going on here they're like seeing her do a backflip and a splits in the aisle and they're like can you hand me those cheez it's right there on the bottom oh it's epic man it's so do you know how many times i hear do a flip oh i can (laughs) only imagine yeah um all right 
That's awesome. Great job with your transition, by the way. Thank you. That's extremely impressive that you were able to manage that the way you managed it because it could have went a whole nother direction, yeah. right? But yeah. you you really did the right thing, and uh, I see direct parallels with my own journey. And Noah, you're 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 right. I think that a lot of people do feel that guilt sometimes, you know, and um. I think a lot of times that's driven by the pressure from social media and from other places, right? That That's why you guys will see me on my story on Instagram a lot of times. I'll post on my story and I'll say, hey guys, I ran today. Even though I didn't post it on my Instagram, it happened, <laughs> right? <clears throat> because it's like, this has got to be for us, man. This is this is what we want. It's got to be what we want to do. I mean, it really does. Somebody actually asked um, during the Instagram live, Chad, did you run yesterday? Because I didn't see or today because we haven't seen a post yet. <laughs> People love that. <laughs> People think you drop off like the edge of the earth if you don't like show them something they're yeah. like they go are they not doing this and it's like whoa guys like i might have just not recorded or well, something. that's the new thing though like that people do like oh look like posting while they're running every single freaking day and i'm like come on man just like if you ever have a quit if you ever think that i'm not running like i don't give a crap yeah, the the likelihood is I'm running, but I'm doing it because I want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you didn't pack three outfits and go out and film four different yeah, videos on your yeah. run and I, I, <laughs> use those over the next three days. I said on my was a story yesterday. I said yes, I ran today. I didn't post it, but it happened. I said I also shoot bows. I've been shooting archery for over twenty years. Never made a single post about it, but it happened. <laughs> Speaking of, it's what I want to do. <laughs> Speaking of the outfit changes, not gonna lie, that's how I get a lot of my content done. We'll just go out, <laughs> we take a day, and I'll like film a video of me doing some type of flipping or workout, change outfits. Next one, change Transparency outfits. Transparency, you keep right going, there. and then that gives me time the rest of the week to like be doing my own thing for me, and people don't think that I'm gone. That's really smart. <laughs> That is really freaking smart. Outfit changes. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your faith, Sarah. Uh, obviously, it's came up multiple times in this conversation, and uh, I think it's a uh, quite obviously a very unique thing. Um, nowadays, you know, faith is is uh, something that I think a lot of people are searching for, and um, man, I want everybody to find it. Mm -hmm. I want, it's like, if I can give you one thing, it is, it is that. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, it sounds like it's played a huge role in your life and in your mindset. And you've given us examples of that multiple times. Where did that start for you? Um, we grew up in a really good church or like my family, when we moved here, my dad was in the military. Um we moved in only planning on being around for like two years where I live now. So they found a really good church. It's like an hour away. It's called Wave Church. I don't know. If yeah, no, Wave yeah, Church. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. So we go to Wave Church. It's like 
45 minutes to an hour away from our house. But it's such a good church that we just like kept on going there. And even though we haven't, we obviously have lived in the same place for more than two years because I've been there since I was like three still. Um, we just love the church we've gone to. It's had such a good influence and impact on our lives that we make the drive out there just because we've had such a good like there's so many good people there that speak things into your lives and the pastors are amazing you hear so many good messages Mm -hmm. that's another thing having to do with my whole what i let in my what i let in my brain my mindset whatever however you want to say it um the messages we hear are so good and so influential for Mm -hmm. me how have you how have you found and maintained the courage to share your faith because it's it's very uh, cool to me that even in your bio, you it, your faith is even mentioned in your bio. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you maintain that that courage? I just want. I mean, I want everybody to know I'm a Christian. Like, I don't really have any shame with that because that's literally the whole reason we're here. Like, if I'm too scared, I said this earlier while we were in the car. But if I'm too scared to post something about my religion or like faith in God, then there's no reason I should like be posting on Instagram because all that matters is God. And like, that's the whole reason we're here. If I'm not okay with that, if I'm putting Instagram before God, mm-hmm. then I shouldn't even be doing the whole Instagram thing. Cause God's honestly top priority. Mm-hmm. So yeah. enough said. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's exactly right. I mean, um, do you think that your faith played a role in, you know, like when you had that injury and, and you kind of lost that identity, so to speak, as being a gymnast? Did your, what, what role did your faith play in that? Definitely prayer. Like, I made sure every day to be praying for my back. Um, and in our church, they'll, they pray all the time, but um, sometimes they'll call people up and say, like, if you have an injury in your body or like just sickness, like come to the front, we'll pray for you. Um, this honestly had a lot to do with my trust in God because whenever we do that, you know how there's amazing healing stories. God's not going to do something that you want all the time. I haven't had like an amazing healing story, but that's just showing me like I still, I know God's working in my life still. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely losing my train of thought now. But I mean, like I said, I would pray all the time. And I know that God's still working in my life. Even though he hasn't healed me, he always has like a plan and a purpose for someone's life. So whatever he does, I just have faith and trust in him. That's the key, man. I know the reason I ask that is like for me, any identity issue I've ever had has been because I placed it in something on earth that can be gone yeah. at the blink of an eye. But if you can put your identity in something that's bigger than you, mm-hmm. and for me, that's Jesus Christ, then you're not going to lose it. Like, you can lose your job where you've placed all your identity, but you've still got the identity in something that cannot be taken away from you. So I was curious if that if that helped you at all, knowing that. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're always going to have this, like, empty hole, like, empty void that you can't fill. And a lot of people try to fill it, like you said, with worldly things. But the only thing that's ever going to fill that void in your heart is God. Like, 
So I always make sure to come to him first. Obviously, no one's perfect and we mess up all the time. And like I have times where I do forget to pray or I forget to read my Bible or just things get in the way. But I'm always trying to work on making sure to come to God first before before putting honestly anything else. Like even speaking to like people in life, obviously there's people who are going to be really good influences in your life. But sometimes people go to others first before going to God. And if you do speak to the wrong people, then that's just going to fill you with information that you don't really need when mm-hmm. God would be putting the right information in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you talk about those imperfections, and I'm the same way, you know, uh, without a doubt. I have days where I don't I don't spend time in prayer, or, or I may not... I may not get up and read my Bible because, you know, something else comes up, right mm-hmm. or wrong. Those imperfections, that that's why we need Jesus. Yeah. It is. When you identify imperfections in yourself, that shouldn't make you beat yourself up. It should just make you realize why you need Jesus because mm-hmm. you yeah. are not perfect. You cannot keep the law yeah. that God gave wrote in the old testament you can't keep all those rules you can't do that the the only you know the only the only purpose of the law was to rem, to let us know as human beings that we cannot achieve righteousness in and of ourselves we cannot be perfect in and of ourselves that is why we need Jesus. So you should see Jesus. You should learn to lean more heavily on him and on his salvation, on his forgiveness. You should see him more clearly through your imperfections. Mm-hmm. That's how that works for me. Yeah. You know? If you're listening to this, Jesus loves you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It sounds like, I mean, people say it all the time and it sounds so cliche, but like, honestly, that's just, that's just amazing that someone so you can't even like almost describe how amazing he is like he cares for each and every single one of you and a lot of people don't really understand that but it's definitely true like he really cares about you yeah you don't under we don't understand it because we can't even comprehend yeah i was about to say oh my gosh speaking of the comprehend like how heaven never ends that like fries my brain. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We can't comprehend eternity. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I always look up at the night sky, and that to me is the most clear. the The night sky is the most clear picture that we have, visible picture of eternity. It's like, how can I comprehend that? It never ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we 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 have an example of eternity right before our face every night. My brain hurts again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so much bigger than we are, oh, yeah. you know, our simple minds. Um, I, I think I think scientists know more about the surface of the moon than they do about the human brain. I think about um, how a computer, if you, like, overload it, it, like, gets fried and, like, explodes. That's kind of like what our brains do. They get, like, fried from, yeah. like, it just can't comprehend it. So it just... We can't even figure ourselves out. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to comprehend eternity? We can't even figure out how our own little brains yeah. work. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you know, just, uh, you know, the message of the Bible is simple. The, the gospel is very simple. God himself came on the earth. His name was Jesus. He lived a perfect life. He went and died on a cross, right, to basically 
reconcile you with him. He was buried, and in three days, he rose again, an empty tomb. He rose from the dead. He was resurrected, right? He gave us victory over death, hell, the grave, sin, all of those things. And if you doubt the resurrection of Jesus, let me just go on a little tangent here. If you doubt the resurrection of Jesus, let me ask you this. When all these when all these crazy Christians after Christ was resurrected, you know, you had all the you had Paul, you had Peter, you had James, you had all these disciples, then now apostles running around spreading the message that this Jesus was actually the son of God and that he was resurrected from the dead. Right? They're causing this uproar in society. Right? Why didn't the Jews or the Roman Empire, which were the two governments that were in charge, the Roman Empire actually set a guard of soldiers to guard the tomb of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and they rolled a massive stone over the front of it. Why did they do that? Why did the Roman Empire (laughs) send a a detachment of soldiers to guard this tomb? Mm -hmm. Because they had a vested interest in keeping that body in that tomb. Right? So when all these crazy people start running around causing an uproar, saying that Jesus was the Son of God and that he's resurrected, why didn't they just produce a body? Why didn't they just take the body of Jesus and drag it through the streets and say, hey, you guys are a bunch of idiots. Here's the guy's body. He's obviously not been resurrected. That would have shut the whole argument down. Christianity would not have went any further than that. Why didn't they produce the body? They were they were the powers that be. You know why? Because it wasn't there. There was no body. <laughs> it's not there. So if you doubt the resurrection, why don't you think about the evidence? All right? There's going to be it's some there. people. Some people are probably going to be like, someone just stole it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... And by and like I like to talk about the evidence of Jesus and and this and that. I, I can't convince you to believe in God. You know, I can't. I can show you certain evidence because there is quite a bit of evidence there that exists, not only for Jesus, but there's also plenty of scientific evidence that points toward creation, right? Or or intelligent design. There's plenty of evidence that points to that. I can show you that, but ultimately. You have to get on your knees and ask Jesus to come into your heart, right? You have to ask, seek, and knock. The Bible says to all that ask, they will be answered. To all that seek, they will find. To all that knock, the door will be opened. Those three things imply you taking, humbling yourself and taking action. And if you want a relationship with Jesus Christ like we have, uh, it's, it's the greatest thing on earth. It's the, it's the, it is the only real sense of freedom that you will ever have on earth. It fills that void. That's it. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And if you want that, I would encourage you to take action, to ask, seek, and knock, and he will come and meet you there. And there's no harm in just trying. Like None at all. I'll just test it out. See how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You can't lose. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anybody. It's a win-win. But I think pride is the thing that stands in the way for most people. You know? Mm-hmm. 
But what an amazing faith that you have. Thank you. It's uh, very encouraging to me. Blake, you got anything? Nope. Anything else you want to share about your testimony? Yes. Yeah, send it. I just started my own online business. <laughs> Can oh, I no, plug no. It? no, I'm talking. We're not done oh, yet. We're not done yet. No, we're no. still going. I was just talking about your testimony. Oh, my. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do you have any more questions? You no. Said um, I do have some specific questions here. Um, all right. My huge deficit today was core strength. How, these are like rapid fire questions. Oh, oh gosh. All right. Okay. I don't, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. What do you suggest for building core strength to do, to be able to do like those L sits and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like core strength. How often, what specifically to do, how to train that, how to get that strength? Um, lots of weighted exercises because if you lift like heavy weights, you're going to feel lighter than you're used to. A bunch of leg lifts, uh, any kind of ab laying down, tuck-ins, leg lifts. Like just do anything you can just to engage your core. Uh, if you don't know what it's like to engage your core, just pretend someone's like punching you in the stomach. That's like my best explanation. Okay. But any type of leg lifts, L hold like we did today. There's so many good ab exercises out there. Yep. Um, I might have some on my Instagram that if anybody wants to check out. But how yeah. often? Um, I like to train core every day at least some point. Like any exercises I do usually involve core, and then I do have a day where I just do abs like i literally have a full day just for abs no kidding <laughs> that's about and like then i you, have a handstand it? day <laughs> a handstand day <laughs> i have a handstand workout Dang. day oh told my you i'm gosh, having fun man. with my workouts now all right so if you try and core every day what do you talk what do you t- time wise what would you spend on it um i mean a good workout's usually like 45 minutes to an hour just core but i mean that's what, what about eight minute breaks. abs um i mean that's good still but you should do more than that okay. like i'll do those little ab workouts um if you like do set a timer like 30 seconds and you do like one exercise immediately into another core exercise and do like a bunch of core works workouts 30 seconds just keep going uh, like say you lay down, you do a bicycle crunch, 30 seconds, then you go straight into some like laying down leg lifts, 30 seconds, and then you go into like Russian twist, 30 seconds, and you just keep going. That's going to build up more like core endurance. Okay. And then you'll want to do some like more building the core as well, like heavier lifting where you can like rest more in between. Like if you get a weight and do like standing side crunches or something like that. Okay. Yep. You can take more rest. So usually I'll do like some endurance work and then I'll do more like weightlifting and then definitely working on my leg lifts, like hanging leg lifts. So it's a muscle that you train like your legs squatting. Like you, you put weight on the bar and squat and progressive overload with that. So abs are no different, right? Oh, yeah, I, that is true. A lot of people think you have to train abs differently than muscles for some reason. You kind of just train them the same way, like – um, if you know anything about building muscle, you don't really build much muscle doing body weight exercises all the time. You want to be lifting heavy, which is something I'm really passionate about. Like girls think that you're going to get huge 
if you're lifting, that takes so much work. Like, you're not going to be bulky and huge in a few weeks. Like, it takes a lot of work. Same thing for core. You want to be lifting heavy weights, and that's what's going to build your muscle as long as you're in, like, a calorie, slight calorie surplus. You can't really be under eating and put on muscle. Okay. Do you think core is important for runners? Core is important for life. Life. <laughs> yeah. This is it's extremely so important. important. It's like really important because it braces your back. It's good for posture. Just in general, if you don't have a strong core, you can get injuries like way easier. So yeah. it's like a good brace for everything. Would you say my core strength is unsat? I mean, <laughs> hey, at uh, least you no no. Okay. You could benefit from eight a, minute abs. From a one to ten, what would you rank I me? I would say on? like a five. Really? At least you can get your toes. Sarah, to Sarah, listen, you do not have to butter no, him up. Like, Let's be like, real here. What do you really think he is? I'll did take you, a five. Did I'll you see them bent you holds he was doing? I, I mean, a lot of people they can't get their toes to the bar. At least you got your toes to the bar, and you did it every time, and you finished, which is really good. A lot of people can't like lift their legs up off the ground or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, so. that's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. Then that is good. That that was your first time. That means your core is stronger than like you know. Uh, yeah. Like I would say about you're about a five because that's like halfway. I'll take that. I guess we're gonna do a core workout in the morning. I have. You probably have a won't be sore, video. Chad. You got one on YouTube? Yeah, I have like two. I think I just have two. You okay. can follow along on them. Okay. I should make more. If I did, if I probably, I'm going to, my core is going to be so sore in the morning that I'm going to have a stomach ache. So, you should do my Thursday ab workout with me someday. <laughs> I might be ready for that by Thursday of this next, next year. Week. It's Saturday right year now. Year. <laughs> by Thursday, I might be ready to do some core work again. Um, all right. That's important. Something that I know I need to work on. I don't enjoy doing core work, um, which is why probably why I'm, you know, I'm, I suck at it. I mean, I don't enjoy running either. So that's I true. feel that. I feel that. <laughs> that's true. I, and dude, I can't believe you thought the episode was about to be over. You thought I was going to let you off the hook. I don't that know. Soon? I was just making sure that we get that in there because I'm excited about oh, it. Oh, we're going to get, oh yeah, we're going to get that in there. Um, Plugs. I, I, I yeah, think, I was like, so fuck. <laughs> I think there's a big portion right here that we need to hit real quick though. And that is, um, that's diet. You are very, I don't want to say sh- I don't want to say you're too strict because mm-hmm. I think you're just very conscious. conscious. Yeah. Yeah, conscious of your diet. Uh, what is your, on a, if you if you had to say an average day, what's your diet look like? A, a good day. You know what I mean? A good so average day. Like, I feel like nutrition is honestly one of the hardest things to talk about because it's like such a wide variety. Honestly, I don't like to stick to the same things because my favorite thing is trying food. Like, if you guys saw me in their kitchen today, I was so excited to, like, go in the cabinet and, like, there's so many different foods that I've never seen. So, I was, like, just trying one of everything. So, that's me. I like to be constantly changing things up. But I definitely stick to nutrient-dense foods. If you guys don't know what that is, just eat a bunch of veggies. <laughs> yeah. But it's not boring like that at all. Like, so, I'll give an example. A bag of potato chips, like, a little bag can have like 250 to 300 calories in it you can eat a whole big like giant veg not vegetable i'm just gonna say nutrient dense meal 
which would have the same amount of calories in it but you can eat so much more Mm -hmm. so i try to stick to foods like that i've been making up really really good recipes like um i took mushrooms one time and i didn't even like mushrooms a while ago but i took up like mushrooms and onions and peppers put that all in a bowl and mixed it up cooked it with some taco seasoning and i made little tacos out of veggies and i'll just make a bunch of random random healthy meals all the time so i can eat a lot but i enjoy them like please don't steam your veggies and then tell me that you're not going to eat them because you hate them because yeah that, that's just boring get creative yeah <laughs> you have to learn to enjoy meals that are healthy and you can your body will change too mm-hmm. your taste buds will change as well 100 yeah. percent. so your average good day it's just you get up in the morning mm-hmm. do you oh, eat yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So usually I get up in the morning and then I'll run just to kind of like wake up. It makes me feel good because, you know, if you wake up and you just sit in bed, you're not going to be motivated to do anything. And motivation does not come until you like it just doesn't come naturally all the time. You have to make yourself do it. And then the motivation comes. So I run to get motivated to do the rest of the work I have to do in the day. I feel good. And then I go to work in the morning, and I just work at a YMCA in the mornings right now, Monday through Friday, and I stretch there. I usually might eat a little bit of breakfast. I tend to not eat breakfast because I end work around, like, 11, and then I get my workout in, and then I go home and eat, like, right after. Um, If I have, like, a big lifting day and I need energy, I'll eat, but it tends to be, like, a light breakfast, Mm -hmm. and then I'll eat more later. Um... A lot of people might get... See, this is why nutrition is hard because people get upset about anything. No, we just... We want to know what works for you. Yeah, what what works for me. Because, yeah, that's what works for me. But like I'm going to say, everybody is different and some people need big breakfasts and they feel better throughout the day. But for me, I tend to stick to a smaller breakfast and then I'll eat like right when I get home. I have like a protein shake. I'll eat my lunch and then, I don't know, I eat a... I eat a bunch of like random things. I try not to snack too much because if I eat any type of snack, like a chip or something, I'll want to eat the whole bag. Obviously, I'll eat the whole bag. And that's like a thousand calories or something. Like that's my whole day's worth of eating in one little bag of chips. So like I try to stick to the more healthy options Mm -hmm. and snack on that stuff. I do have off days though. I don't really call them cheat days or anything, but I have off days where I just, I'll just eat whatever and don't Mm -hmm. even care. Er, early or late dinner mm, usually late because i come home from dance and most things in the afternoon pretty late so i'll eat around like eight thirty or 9 big dinner um yeah more nutrient dense yeah. meals big dinner i always have to have something sweet at night so if it's like halo top i love baking i'm working on all my healthy baking options so like i usually try to bake without oil or butter or like i don't know any type of like really calorically dense foods so i can eat more of it obviously um so i i make a bunch of desserts even sometimes out of like they can be out of some vegetables sometimes but Mm -hmm. you can like bake with applesauce instead of oil that kind of thing yeah you can also make zucchini bread yeah um dude i love it i mean diet to me like you said it's different Mm -hmm. for each person but it's a pretty simple concept. Like it sounds like what you're saying is look for nutrient dense foods. You're most of the time you're going to find that 
in whole food. Whole you foods. Know, good whole like foods. Like mostly plant-based whole foods. Yeah. 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 It's pretty common sense. But you can really take it to the next level with like what Sarah does. You count the macros and do you do that? I don't do the macros. Okay. I I've gone through an app and I track the calories a calories, lot. Calories, okay. Um macros are good for some people. I just track calories and try to make sure I'm getting enough protein in. Mm-hmm. Um once you track for long enough though, I would highly suggest at least doing it for a while. Some people it leads to like crazy like eating disorders, so it's not for everyone. But if you do it for a good amount of time, you'll learn the nutrition in foods okay. and you, you learn so much. It's crazy. Like it's a huge eye opener, but yeah, I would track for a while. I go off of it sometimes. And then if I realize I need to get back on track, that's when I'll just start tracking again. But I kind of have like an eye for everything I eat now. Yep. That's awesome. And cheat days. You don't beat yourself up about it. You just don't oh, do no. it all the time. Uh, like, so traveling, like, for That's example, here, yeah. or here, I'm not, I'm not even like, I don't even really care that much. Obviously, I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, I also am going to say I don't restrict like crazy ever. So I try not to sh- restrict myself from foods too much because that's when if you do come in like contact with foods you want that's when you'll tend to go crazy and go so overboard you kind of just blow it i try to just have like a healthy balance of foods like i'm not scared of any foods i just know what's good for me what fuels my body what i need and i eat that most days and then if Mm. i want to have i say fun foods if i want to have fun foods here there that's when i'll enjoy all the the fun foods gotcha like we'll we'll probably have some dessert later yeah i hope so (laughs) Well, there's a good ice cream spot downtown. <laughs> um, well, you know, no one lives off of uh, almond butter. Yeah? He lives off of almond butter and honey. Almond butter? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but That's it's got true. to be the right packet. I remember his it's dad Justin's. told me it's got... Justin. Yeah. Not anymore, man. I've I've switched. He eats that Jif now. <laughs> well, you're obviously doing something, Noah, because you went to your car to eat your lunch today when so I secretive. offered. Yeah, I offered you food. Well, what was going on? I what, what? He dis joker disappears. Don't give nobody a sit rep. And we're like, where we're all ready to go. We're like, where did Noah go? I'm like looking in all the bathrooms. Like, <laughs> I was what? like, did he go shower? I what thought he went said. running again. Or he, it's like he just deleted himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's been known to do that. It's almost like that, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, what she said is uh, really, really interested to me because I have a hard time finding balance in whatever I do. And that's what I've noticed a theme in everything that she's talked about. There's balance there. Like how she eats is very balanced. It's not, it's not so extreme that she can't have, you know, I don't know, a cookie if she wants to. It's it's the fun foods, right? The fun foods, you know, and it's also not like she just has, you know, ice cream and cookies for every meal of every day you know what i'm saying it's not even close to that i mean it's it's very disciplined i know you don't like that word but i don't know what else to say it's very controlled but it's also balanced Mm -hmm. and i have a hard time with all that um because you know i'm kind of an extreme person so i'll either go like all in right it's either all in or all out i'll eat so clean that i'm just out eating grass or something (laughs) or 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 i'm uh (laughs) 
just sitting in my sitting on the couch eating ice cream or something, you know. So I'm not gonna say I don't struggle with that, but I'm still I'm still on a journey. Yeah, I everybody is. Yeah. And that's just really impressive, you know. I I I wish I could find balance in more things and I think everybody could use a little more balance in well, everything, but especially their diet. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hard thing to to achieve because really life is so easy now everything's available you know if you think hundreds of years ago there weren't cookies sitting on the counter what would you have right now you'd be eating cattail roots (laughs) yeah there ain't nothing to eat right now right there's there's you know you you'd eat what you killed and eat what you gathered and not you know stuff sitting on the counter that's yeah that's so easy to get and I think I think we've lost some of that. So when it's too easy, you think, why not? Yeah, that's, that's a why good point. I love cooking. Like, so yeah. I make all pretty much all my meals, which is that's really helpful. So I'm like in control of what I make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I try not to go to the store when I'm hungry because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's when you want to get everything. Yeah. yeah, that's a dang good tip. Right well, that's, there. That's one thing that people have asked me. You know, how, how eating healthier? How do you do it? Well, first of all, who's buying the groceries? If you're buying the groceries, don't bring it home. That's true. I I do all the shopping. I mean, you won't eat <laughs> crap if it's not in your house. Yeah. I don't, you know, I mean, you could go out and get it when you, you know, 3 a.m. Taco Bell runs. Yeah. But if it's not there. It's not convenient. If it's you not convenient. You don't make it convenient. Right. Yeah. That's also something about tracking calories. You do learn more. Like, it, like I said earlier, it's just a huge eye opener. It's You just learn what goes in your body like how much you need to be eating and some things i had no idea before like a tablespoon of oil is like almost like i think it's like 200 or something calories or like almost 100 it's like it's a lot and same with nut butters but you see nut butters for people like you who run a lot and if you're having a hard time getting your calories in then that's perfect Mm -hmm. because it's still like a healthy option, but it's very like nuts are calorically dense. So I don't eat them that much because like I said, I like eating food But for people if they need to get calories in and that's like a good healthy option. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, tracking food has helped me a lot with like self-control or like knowing if I go somewhere and I'm going to a restaurant, there's so many meals that are crazy high in calories and i just know what to order now like i look for the healthiest and more lower calorie options um i mean obviously some people they need more calories and like i said before if they're struggling to eat calories don't be afraid of calories but for most people there is there are a lot of people who actually need to lose weight for health options so i would suggest starting out tracking your calories learning what foods or what and how many calories you need to eat in a day. Yeah. Well, and I would suggest starting out by calling a freaking coach like Sarah and tapping in to her expertise and having someone that can walk you through someone that's legit, right? Sarah's freaking legit on so many different levels. There's a lot of coaches out there. Right now, there's a lot of people that offer maybe a service that's going to help you, right? But take a look at what they've done, man. Make sure that they have done some stuff that they are actually who 
they say they are, right? Okay, get with somebody like Sarah that's legit, that's going to help you stay accountable, that's going to help you work through and navigate and figure out what's right for you, right? Mm -hmm. All right. That is a tremendous asset. And it's a big process, too. Yeah. Like, it takes time, Like right? anything, you're not going to get instant results, and that's what people want. And it it takes a while to figure out what you need to be eating and how much. And that's everybody's different. That's why I have a, such a hard time speaking about it to a wide audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't really post much about nutrition on my social media. Because if you do, you have to be, but this person, but... In, and it just goes way yeah. off. So I need to be one-on-one -on -one with people, figure out them specifically what they need, what they want, and then I can help them through it. Like, you cannot help a wide audience with nutrition. That's that's, just, that's really that's cool. That's too much. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, because I imagine me or Noah, you're going to give us totally different advice than you're going to give someone that's training for a bodybuilding competition, oh, yeah. quite obviously. And you guys burn... <laughs> Lots of calories running, so yeah. you would need to eat. So, so in other words, like a lot of, th maybe everything else, but in an extreme way, nutrition advice or diet advice is not one size fits all. Oh, no. Which, that's what everybody wants it to be. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. And I think there are guiding principles. Like, from what you've said, I think a guiding principle is nutrient-dense foods. Mm -hmm. You know, you could keep it simple with that. Yeah, except there are people who, like, there are a lot of people who actually struggle with eating enough calories, which is kind of crazy. I, me, eat, a, I eat a half pack of bacon this morning. <laughs> There's a lot of people who, like, can't get enough food, and, like, they just don't like food for some, like, they're like robots to me. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's when you have to, like, give them foods that aren't so, like, still healthy options, but not, like low calorie foods yeah and then there's some people you need to keep their foods really low calorie because they want to eat a lot and i would say a good rule of thumb is like cal i mean this is the only way to lose weight people think uh this makes me kind of sad like a lot of people when i get requests for um coaching they're like i need help with a fitness plan to lose weight mm. and i'm like people think that they're gonna lose weight from fitness but that's actually not the case it all has to do with your eating in the kitchen yes um cardio and everything's gonna help with weight loss but that's not entirely everything like people think a run is gonna burn like their 500 calories i'm like my mile burns like 80 calories to 100 that's yeah. like i could eat that up and i don't even know just like the smallest amount of food that's just like the tiniest little snack so yep. Cardio and everything, you don't honestly have to worry about that that much. It's all the amount of calories you're eating. You have to be, if you want to lose weight, you have to be eating less calories than you burn in a day. Mm. That's exactly it. It's and, and also, people don't typically want to lose weight. They want to lose fat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The whole toned thing. Right. Yeah, there's not actually tone people say they want to get toned and they just want to lose body weight i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. right that's we gotta build muscle first yeah there's gotta then, be something yeah. there to tone right and then people are <laughs> like I, I have to build muscle i i don't want to i don't want to look bulky i don't want to look like a man i'm like i mean i lift heavy and it's taken me a few years just to look like this and people want to look the way that I do. Wow, that just sounds... Anyway, but people do want to look oh, the yeah. way I do. And, I mean, uh, you're a freaking model, man. <laughs> look, let me tell y'all how funny this is. The first time I ever talked to Sarah, 
she said, you know, we're, we're, uh, you know, we're thinking about coming down. We want to try to li- line up a, a couple photo shoots in Atlanta, um, to, to kind of, you know, generate some, some income. And I didn't, they didn't register with me. And I was like, Oh, my wife's a photographer. She can take pictures for you if you want to have pictures done. And the whole time Sarah's probably like, dude, you're a freaking idiot. Like people pay to take pictures of me wearing their gear. Like, I'm like, that's a whole nother level right there, dude. That's a whole nother level. No, and Sarah's on coming. that level. <laughs> yeah. That, that's how I'm working. I'm working on that. Yeah. Part. Um, Dang, I don't even know where I was going. Something. Well, about, I did. I mean, I did interrupt no, you. No, you know, you're good. Add whatever you want. I was talking. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, hey, it's all it's all good. I mean, I think that's a lot of sound information. I think that it is, but it is because it is so individualistic. I think, like Noah said, it's not a one size fit all. Same mm-hmm. thing Sarah said. That's that's the purpose of Ooh, having a coach. I remember. Now. What's up? <laughs> I remember now because I was telling people not to be afraid to lift heavy. Yeah. Because that's what I do. I like work on putting on a lot of weight, and it's really fun. Like getting stronger is so fun, and you notice so much progress. And like I said, it's not all about just losing weight. You have to put on muscle, and once you get the muscle you want. Then you shed off the body fat, and that's when you get that toned look. It has, like, there's so much that goes into it, and you just kind of got to understand, and that is why it's important to get a coach if you're kind of confused. Well, tell me about your new mission with your business. I mean, what what are you passionate about? Who are the people you're looking to work with? Um, Yeah. Yeah, right now I'm starting with all levels. Like, literally, I will pretty much coach anybody it's a wide range i just started my own business like two months ago which is kind of crazy to say but yeah um i'm working with anybody just to kind of dial down and figure out who exactly i want to coach i know i want to work with a lot of women kind of like what i was just talking about who aren't confident in the gym want to learn how to start getting active getting in shape but my whole motto is like happy and healthy like i want everybody to learn that there is a balance to life you can learn to have a healthy and ha- like you can be happy and have a healthy lifestyle. Like it's not like dreadful going to the gym every day and you learn to love it. Like no matter what people say, they always end up getting like if they get into the fitness world, they start loving it. It's you just have to have like the right mindset for it. Well, yeah, you have to you ha- like the happy and healthy motto that you're talking about. That to me is suggesting su- sustainability. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that you enjoy. You get to a point that you enjoy doing it and you yeah. enjoy being healthy. And that's the only way for it to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I, that actually is what I've learned a lot from gymnastics, the whole getting burned out thing. Now that I've been doing my own workouts, I have fun creating them and I have fun creating plans for other people. And I make it to where they're not going to feel like they're dying or like dreading it. Um, some of my clients I put in like fun exercises for them just to like learn and challenge themselves so it's not so boring all the time and i just have fun training like just make it fun it doesn't have to be so say cardio you don't have to run if you don't want to i run even though i don't really like it but i honestly like to just push myself in that way too um but if you don't like running maybe just do like a zumbo class or Mm -hmm. you can get active any way you want it doesn't have to be squats deadlifts like it doesn't have to be what other people are doing you can find results doing what you want to do 
Quite obviously. I mean, I've seen you do some moves that I didn't even know existed on earth. Exactly. Like like my whole handstand day. I literally yeah. created a program where I have a whole day just for handstand training. That's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> so how would this work for people, Sarah, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to find you, follow you, uh, hire you? How's it? Well, I mean, what's the best way? Um. Well, if you ever want to contact me through Instagram, my Instagram is at Sarah N D O R O U G H. So it's S A R A H N D O R O U G H. You can DM me. I I mean I most likely will see that and then contact me there. I also just started a website and that is physiquebysarah.com. Nice. I, yeah, I built that. That was kind of that was a struggle, but I did it. I eventually got there. Uh so I do have a website where you can see some of the offers I have and you can sign up from there. Um, and then if you do sign up, I'm training people through an app, which is super helpful because you can take your phone with you wherever you need. And once I create the plan for you, like we start on, we have a call and you can explain anything you need to me so we can like get things going. And then there's a calendar and everything messaging all through the app. So on the calendar, I'll schedule your days and whatever day you can, it doesn't literally have, it can literally be any day you want it to be and however many days you want it to be. You click on the workout and you literally, you just hit start now. And it has like exercise videos and all that. So you can just Dude, follow along. You are freaking squared away. I did not realize you were that squared away. Yeah, the app, honestly, it, it's called Trainerize, but they can customize it. So it now is like my, kind of like my own app. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, man. I'm not gonna lie, I did not build the app, but I did create my website, yeah. which that that took a while. The convenience in two of that. Months. Yeah, in two months. <laughs> yeah. The conven well, it's really a lifetime of well, work to get her to this point. But yeah, I mean, just the convenience aspect of that to me is is pretty encouraging. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So. I know that a lot of people don't really want to hire me because uh, they're like, She's nineteen. But I mean I don't know. I feel like I'm ready to train Sarah, some people. <laughs> do not ever say that again. <laughs> there are a lot of people that want to hire <laughs> you, and I promise you, it, age literally is a is one of the most ridiculous things that we have yeah. formulated in our society. It's because, like, what have you packed in? I can promise you, you can pack more into ten years of life. Then some of these cats get in 80 years of life. What's up? I just wanted to say anybody who's not what is looking for a coach but doesn't want to hire her because she's 19, well, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, are you not impressed by what she's done? Oh, she's just 19. Well, she's done more than you're going to do in double the time or yeah. ever. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't really good in school. Like, I got it done, but. My last year of high school, I just took it to do what I wanted to do. I got my certifications I need, like my personal training certification. I got my nutrition certification, and I'm just rolling with it. Oh, you're ready. You are ready to crush <laughs> this, man. And I think you're going to help a lot of people, Sarah. I was so excited when I saw you first announce your programming Thank on you. Instagram. I really was. I was excited about that because I know you're going to help a tremendous amount of people and um, specifically, I love that you have a passion for females, empowering women. Uh, obviously, that's close to my heart. Not that that's the only people that you'll ever coach. I'm sure you'll coach hundreds of men um, throughout your career. 
But, um, yeah, there are a lot of females out there that um, could benefit from your mindset and, you know, your confidence and your faith and your knowledge and on so many yeah. levels. So, And the thing I like about having my own business is my business for me, I enjoy it so much because it's not businessy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so many businesses are like trainers. It's so... Like, you have to, like, follow the business rules. I'm like, man, I just talk to all these people and have fun with them. And it's just go. conversation. Like, it's just me gaining more friends and then building a program for them and helping them through life. Like, I just want to help people reach their goals. And I'm literally there just to be a friend and, like, talk to them if they need anything. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, having your own business in, within the realm of what you're passionate about and what you've worked to achieve is amazing. I'm working right now. Yeah, see, I'm exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like... We I, make our own rules, yeah, our own times. It's a beautiful, it's a wonderful blessing to to be able to do it. And um, I'm, I'm so thankful for you, Sarah. I'm so thankful for your courage, your wisdom, um, your ability to share, um, you know... I'm thankful for the freaking, I'm thankful for you kicking my butt this morning. <laughs> I mean, on so many different levels, you're just such an awesome person. And and you've took the time out of your day or your weekend to come and pour into our audience, to pour into us as individuals. And um, wow, we're forever grateful, man. Thank you for inviting me down too, because yeah. I want to do a lot of traveling like this. So this yeah. this is literally... When I started my Instagram, like, not that, I mean, I think it was, like, two years ago, and I started growing, I was, like, I want to travel for something so bad to be on a podcast, so this is, like, one of the first things that came in mind, so thank you for, this is, like, one of my dreams on my bucket list. More is coming. You keep achieving. Mm -hmm. You keep pushing. You keep sharing um, courageously, and you, you're going to be unstoppable. I mean, thank you're you, already unstoppable, you. but the the literally, there's no limits to what you what you're going to be able to achieve with the knowledge that you have. Blake, what you got, brother? Nothing. I just want to say thanks for coming out. I'm thank you. Highly impressed with uh, obviously what you've done physically, but also your spiritual side and just the wisdom that you <laughs> have so up to this point, uh, being at age 19 and like we said, age isn't a number, but I'm impressed with what you've packed into that and accomplished throughout thank that you, thank amount you. of time. So. Yeah, this is just the beginning. <laughs> First trip by myself, too. All alone on the airport. You can, <laughs> I <yeah>. made it. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, you flew out and hang out with me, and I'm some uh, backwoods Navy SEAL wizard hermit. <laughs> I mean, that takes a lot of courage, man. I'm pretty comfortable with meeting new people now because, I mean, that, I guess, is a part of my job. I just meet people all yeah. the time, so pretty comfortable. Plus, I wouldn't it. want to get in a fight with you either. I took kickboxing a few times. Well, yeah. Actually, I did for like a year and a half. <laughs> I have a feeling you could kick some butt. <laughs> What's up, Noah? Yeah, I, I echo all of those same sentiments. I'm. Uh, it's, it's always impressive for me to, to, to meet young people that, uh, have goals like that it's really incredible in today's world and I'm just uh, it makes me happy every time I see somebody like that because <laughs> there's so few mm -hmm. there's so few yeah yeah it's a special opportunity for all of us so 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode yeah. of the Three of Seven podcast. I will attach Sarah's um, Instagram handle and her website in the show notes of this episode. Uh, you guys hit her up, shoot her a DM, thank her for her time and her wisdom. Uh, we love all of you guys. We appreciate you listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go leave us a review on iTunes. Um, we just made top 200 in the health and fitness category. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so we're happy about that. And it's because of the people that take their time to go and leave us a review. Uh, it's nothing that we do. I mean, all we can do is sit down and, and have these conversations and invest the time into this. And uh, it's just good to know that you guys listening are enjoying it. And we appreciate you giving back. We really do. It means a lot to us and it keeps us driving forward. So this is. I want to thank everybody real quick. Thank them, Sarah. <laughs> thank you guys for helping me be able to come out and making everybody here so happy. You guys are doing amazing. Well, and thank you're awesome. You. Have a good day. And by and the way, <laughs> subscribe and like on the 307 oh, yeah. YouTube this and, is a video. and also Sarah's YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Good, good call there, Noah. Um, will you say, can you, can you close us out with enough said? Hold on, I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. This is the 307 podcast. Enough said. <laughs>